Welcome to the Writing Time Podcast. I'm Blake Guthrie from the University of North Florida. I'm here today to continue our journeys through the collected works of Samuel Beckett and Anton Chekhov. When I first saw that Dr. Lunbury had paired my favorite Beckett work, Crap's Last Tape, with a play of equal or similar length, Happy Days, I was duly disappointed at the fact that we wouldn't get to spend much time on either play, so I will do that here. My disappointment still lingers, but there was an unexpected benefit to pairing these readings together as I began to see the rather complementary nature of these plays. Crap focuses on a man who lives in the past, and while Happy Days focuses on two characters, one of which is always looking towards the future, or at least shutting out the past. Pairing these two plays together effectively demonstrates the tendency of human beings' failure or inadequate tendency to live effectively in the present. I first noticed this relationship between the two plays towards the beginning of Happy Days when the character Winnie, in the middle of her compulsive fidgeting, interrupts herself by saying, Old things. Pause. Old eyes. Long pause. On. Winnie. These brief lines are, are smacked in the middle of all kinds of other things going on, and for me to pick these out might be reaching, but they stood out to me given the nature of the eyes in Crap's last tape, where Crap, the character, the old man, repeatedly insists on his lost love, Bianca, and her eyes. It's, I mean, he, he says, the eyes she had, and more more profoundly, let me in. And how they stand out in his memory is really important in Crab's last day. Thinking back on these old eyes that Winnie mentions here, she tells herself immediately following that long pause on Winnie, suggesting that her character, unlike Crap, is determined not to get overly lost in memories. Instead, she takes care to look towards the future. Crap has no such on moment in the play, and rather, his insistence to be again contrasts sharply with Winnie's. The discussion of eyes continues in Happy Days when Winnie begins to discuss the pains one takes to obtain new knowledge. And if, for some strange reason, no further pains are possible, why then just close the eyes, she does so, and wait for the day to come, opens eyes, the happy day to come when flesh melts at so many degrees and the night of the moon has so many hundred hours. Here, unlike in Crap's last tape, Winnie describes the closing of the eyes to be a liberating act, whereas for Crap... Bianca's closed eyes present themselves as an impassable barrier to him in his memory. He's waiting for the past to yield itself to him, as it were. Winnie describes the closing of eyes to be a gesture of waiting for the future, or, as we're all undoubtedly thinking, waiting for Godot. Of course, these two instances of eyes closing are tenuously linked at best, but it might be interesting for me to, to read that section from Kraft's last tape, that with the eyes, with the boat, that the moment where where crap rewinds and he find he finds the moment that he's finally been waiting for. Upper lake with the punt, bathed off the bank, 
then pushed out into the stream and drifted. She lay stretched out on the floorboards with her hands under her head and her eyes closed. Sun blazing down, bit of a breeze, water nice and lively. I noticed a scratch on her thigh and asked her how she came by it. Picking gooseberries, she said. I said again, I thought it was hopeless and no good going on, and she agreed without opening her eyes. I asked her to look at me, and after a few moments, after a few moments she did, but the eyes just slits because of the glare. I bent over her to get them in the shadow, and they opened. Let me in. We drifted in among the flags and stuck, the way they went down, sighing before the stem. I lay down across her with my face in her breasts and my hand on her. We lay there gently without moving, but under us all moved and moved us gently up and down from side to side. This moment of eyes in Crap's Last Tape is, is almost entirely the opposite of Happy Days, and it's Fascinating to see how Beckett employs the exact same gesture in two very different ways throughout these plays. Of course, one could disagree with my reading of these plays and, and eliminate the connection between the eyes, arguing that Winnie, like Crabbe, is consistently overtaken by her memories, and this is just an instance of it. But to say that and refute the general thesis that I presented about the connection between these stories would be to ignore the fact that the moments in which she lingers in her memories are always enveloped in or interrupted by meditations on the future. For instance, she remarks early on in, in Act 1, that is what I find so wonderful. All comes back. All? No, not all. No, no. Not quite. This moment of Winnie's lapse into memory, though nondescript, is nested in the broader, more optimistic idea that the future will unfailingly bring things back to the way they once were, which we can assume is a better state. It will return in the future. Winnie's cheeriness towards the future comes about precisely because she denies herself the navel-gazing pleasure of sinking into her own memories. Rather, she represses the memories, as opposed to crap reveling and brooding in his own that bring her sadness or impatience, and instead, when he orients herself with faith in the future. Happy Days even ends with a projection towards the future. She says, Oh, this is a happy day. This will have been another happy day, after all, so far. So, in the entry of brevity, I won't drag you through fully each connection I made between these two plays and their relationship with the future and the past. Rather, if you're interested, I'd point you to more passages like this one. Just keep the idea in mind. Did I brush and comb my hair? I may have done. Normally I do. There is so little one can do. One does it all. All one can Tis only human, human nature. She begins to inspect mound, looks up. Human weakness, 
She resumes inspection of mound, looks up. Natural weakness. She resumes inspection of mound. Here, Winnie moves from questioning her memory to speculating on human nature. Perhaps this series of seeming non-sequiturs suggests that the movement between habit, recalling Beckett's great detener, and possibility, thinking of Heidegger's ontological being towards possibility, in our lives is in fact a weakness that we fail to realize. The speculation on human nature that Beckett brings into these two plays is, at times, stunning and would make for a really interesting exploration for literary analysis. It could turn into its own book, to be honest. There's so much material here, and I, I struggle to do it justice. For, but for those who who have spent time with, with either of these plays before, it's easy to overlook the connection there, because I spent three... This is my fourth reading on Craps Less Tape in the span of a, a few years, most of which have been prompted through Dr. Lundbury, but once has been for my own purposes. And this is my first time reading Happy Days, so maybe I'm looking for the parallel. I'd be happy to seek out someone's refutation of, of what I just tried to argue. But I'd also be interested to hear if people see that connection between memory and time, not to mention the eyes. That's the strongest connection that I think I've made between the two, is that Winnie, and I guess Willie too, to some extent, the other character in Happy Days, both talk about closing of eyes. And while, while it's torturous for crap, it's it's a way of avoiding the torture or the pain for, for Winnie. And kind of like last week, where we discussed the stoicism part of Chekhov's Ward number 6, where Andre the Doctor, if you remember, had only a clinical understanding, a, a, a theoretical understanding of suffering, whereas someone who wasn't callously put in proximity all the time around patients wouldn't be deadened to. I don't know. There's a lot to make of there. And I'm also really tempted to bring in Beckett's play Endgame here and suggest that there's a third connection. Endgame really, really feels like it could be lined up alongside Crap's Last Tape and Happy Days as this, this crazy series of questioning into what time can do for characters. What time does for us. And to some extent, what time doesn't do. But for our purposes, we, we are running out of time for the day. And so I think I've selected a pretty apt quote for today's moment of stoicism, which is a philosophy that pays strict attention to time's passing and its meaning for our lives and our impending mortality. This one comes from Seneca's, his moral letters, and, the, and it reads as follows. The rational soul is stronger than any kind of fortune. From its own share, it guides its affairs here or there and is itself the cause of a happy or miserable life. And so I picked this one because 
Winnie is deluding herself into waiting around on the future, almost like in Waiting for Godot, where tomorrow in the future will be happiness. As the play ends, she says, this will have been a happy day so far. All forward projecting. And Crap is exactly the opposite. In Crap's last tape, he spends each birthday recording his memories from the past year and then listening to memories from years prior. And he somehow lands on this this unrequited love, this lost, this feeling of irreplaceable emotion and feeling and excitement and hope and vigor and memory. But the key connection between these two characters is that neither is rational. So if we read this Seneca line again, the rational soul is stronger than any kind of fortune. From its own share, it guides its affairs here or there, and it is itself the cause of a happy or a miserable life. So again, rationality in the soul, not necessarily of the mind, but rationality of the soul, is stronger than fortune, which is to say life or chance or happenstance, time as it moves on. From its own share of the rational soul, it guides affairs here or there. So the rational soul can only do so much, and perhaps Bianca would have inevitably left because as Beckett writes through Crap's memories, she agreed with him that they should move on, that it was hopeless, that their splitting up was inevitable. And from that point, developing a rational soul that can deal with, with both scenarios, with all scenarios foreseeably, is a stronger one, and therefore is itself the cause of a happy, happy days, or miserable, crap's last date, life. And I think not only could we learn from that, but the characters could learn from that. And Beckett could have written characters that didn't have these horrible flaws about them, but he didn't. And there's obviously something to be said about that. He wanted us to turn these questions back in on ourselves, and maybe, just maybe, if we keep circling around this material over time, some of these answers will begin to present themselves. So, until next time, you've been listening to the Writing Time Podcast. Stay curious.